Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today, as I always am, to bring you another great episode of the show. You know, as we always say here on I Am Northwest Arkansas, we focus on the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life. And today's episode is actually an amalgam of all four of those areas. And our guest today is Travis Hester, and Travis is the founder of EatMyCatfish.com. No, but he's the founder of Eat My Catfish, which is a a new local restaurant here in Northwest Arkansas, based almost across the street from Malco, right behind Smitty's, right there off of Joyce. And what's that street? Still. Still. Right. Exactly. So there was something else up there. But, yeah. Party and, City, McAllister's. Right. Yep. Yeah. So they're right up there. Like, So if you're going towards Shogun, they're right there on the left. Can't miss it. It's a great location. But without further ado, Travis, how are you doing today? Man, I'm great. I'm a 
ecstatic to be here. Oh, good, good. I'm glad that you took time because you're based out of Central Arkansas, but you're up here quite a bit, obviously, for the restaurant. And you know, I reached out to you the first day. You guys had a little publicity thing through Facebook, and there was, you know, and those ads do work because it got me in there that day. And we went and checked it out because my kids love catfish and got to check out uh, Mama's sauce there, which is really good. And we'll talk a little bit about her influence on you. But, you know, we really want to welcome you to Northwest Arkansas. And I'd love for you to just tell our audience a little bit about who you are and about your story and why you're here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool. It's fun to have a story or a telling. And somewhere along the way, three or four years ago, we found out that people really wanted to hear how we got started. And it's cool. I mean, back in 2008, I was 24 and had never cooked catfish in my life. Decided to move back from Dallas to where I grew up and opened a food trailer selling catfish on the side of the road. And it kind of came out of nowhere, but you said welcome to Northwest Arkansas. I would tell you right off the bat, we have felt so welcome in this community. It's not that people in Central talk bad about y'all. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah. No, it is everyone's open arms and the community, leadership, everybody. So it's been great. But we grew up in Sling County what I call the iconic Southern farm. I had my house was between two lakes. My grandparents are on one side, my great grandparents on the other, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody in one spot. And it all kind of revolved around grandma's house. So every birthday was spent around grandma's kitchen table. There was cattle in the field. There was big gardens. There was chickens. And that's all I knew growing up. Yeah. And so it was a really good experience. And of course, grandma, mama was a great Southern cook. Right. And plate dinner on the table every night with the greens out of the garden and fish, you know, it was Friday. Yeah. Uh, so every Friday was catfish. And she did so many special things. But one of those things was, you already mentioned, the mama sauce. So she would make that several days ahead of time. The difference between hers and the traditional is like you have those traditionals, like the big chunks of onion and pickle right. and just kind of floating in some mayonnaise yeah. and never marries together. Well, she would marry hers together and she'd let it set for several days. And by the time it came to Friday, it was good. And I remember yeah. I was like 14 or so. And I, I told mom, I said, we've got to figure out a way, like bottle this stuff and make right. money. I'm like, I'm here at like 14 years old trying to make money off my grandma. But and never at that point did I ever think I'd open a catfish restaurant. But. Oh man, that is, I mean, you're almost prophetic with that. But no, you know, I think the difference is, and I recognize that, I mean, your grandmother was far ahead of her time when it came to the whole farm to table movement. And it was the real farm to table movement. But I think the difference would, would probably be that she made that sauce with love. Absolutely. And that's, that is the difference. And so you're carrying on her legacy through that sauce that you offer up at Eat My Catfish, which I love that. I mean, that's great in and of itself. So I couldn't believe when I read that you had never cooked catfish before you set out to cook catfish. Yeah. yeah it's, which it's, is, it's true. You know, it's kind of carry on a little bit. We, I went to school in Dallas College and graduated with a finance degree and was working for a couple of years for a company called Dry Financial. We're still buying subprime auto loans. And Two years in, it was 2008. And in the subprime finance business in 2008, I think, man, I got to do something different. I'm, yeah. re I'm ready to get out of here. So I followed my, my future wife and moved down there. We didn't know each other, met down there, but both from Central Arkansas. So we moved back together. And then I look at her and I say, hey, I'm going to buy a food trailer and I'm going to sell catfish on the side of the road. And she looked at me like, why did you follow me back? You know, kind of look. And yeah, I think uh, she gave me a lot of hard, hard moments during that first year right. of trying to figure it out. But literally, future father-in-law is the one that gave me the idea of the catfish. And so I go in to taste it. And so I sat down at the tasting and we knew what product, what farm had good catfish. And so they put down plates and they say, you know, this one right here is frozen fish. And this one right here is fresh fish. They come out of the same pond. It's the same fish, but they freeze this one. They don't freeze this one. So I taste them. And I said, well, if I can just play it over here with the fresh fish, if I can serve that one, why would I, why would I even think about serving this one? Exactly. Because it's, it's, the frozen's cheaper and it's easier. 
you don't have to forecast it a week out. You can just, yeah, just pick it up whenever you need it. And I said, but it's not good. Yeah. And he said, well, but 90% of people use that frozen fish right there, but it's not good. So, you know, that decision, I look back, that was 12 years ago, was kind of how the food truck started of, we're going to base, we're, we're going to be in a food trailer. And, and back in 2008, there wasn't any in central Arkansas. Yeah. We're going to base it around fresh products. So we're going to bring in, we're going to use a fresh chicken, a fresh shrimp. And we're going to handbread it all, even though we're sitting on the side of the road in, a, in what I called back then a roach coach joking around. But, you know, we didn't know how to filter fryer or cash register. I'd worked in a restaurant waiting tables in college, but not a whole lot of experience there. So we just sat on the road and figured it out. But we used grandma's recipes. And what I didn't mention is grandpa. So grandpa was an outdoorsman. He went he would go redfish. And so if you come to our stores, you see all these family pictures around and you mm-hmm. see people holding up these 30 or 40 pound redfish right. sitting on them. It was called Venice, just south of New Orleans there on the dock. And, but, and then they got into shrimp. And so, the, so my earliest memories are my grandpa bringing back five or six 150 quart ice chests of raw Gulf shrimp heads on. And them and, the, and their friends would sit on the, on the carport out there and they would paint shrimp heads. And shrimp season's during the, the heat of the summer. So it stunk. And, but they would sit there to do it and they'd freeze the shrimp. And so we ate fried Gulf shrimp every week for my whole childhood. I didn't know any better, right? Right, right. But right. that's the same recipe we use in the restaurant. And the cocktail sauce he made is the same one we use in the restaurant now. The coleslaw, my grandma made the same one. So, which is good coleslaw. I'm a coleslaw you. aficionado. And yeah. I got to say, your coleslaw is on point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love thank you. It. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. So we took all those family recipes and tried it and it was going good. And then about a year in, I'm in a backyard party and this guy says, You know, you ever thought about selling crawfish? I mean, I've had it. It's good. I've, yeah. I, I think I cooked it with my buddy one time. But mm-hmm. And so uh, he says, well, he says, my ex-wife's cousin, brother, sister, husband, <laughs> he, he hauls it from South Louisiana. He's a Cajun. He can teach you how to cook it. He can bring it to you. Here's his phone number. So the next day I call him and in a 30-minute conversation, he gives me his recipe and says, I'll bring you a sack this week. And so that was kind of our it factor that got us from being this trailer selling catfish to being this place where people wanted to come because we had something that others didn't. Right. Well, yeah, we had good catfish, but we needed something else to draw them in. So what literally started with one case of catfish, and by the way, when I got that case of catfish, I called them back and said, now, how do I cook it? Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't research. I, I didn't do much prep work on that. Right. But I'm not a cook. I love to cook at the time. That's how I got started. But, and then was, you started with one sack of crawfish too. And you know, now we're the largest you know, buyer of crawfish in the state, the largest buyer of really? catfish in the state. Yeah. So, wow. And it all started you know, just 11 years ago there in military road in Benton with a trailer that didn't have a sign on the side of it. Man, and a phone call. I mean, it's all about call. relationships too, because yeah. that person connected you with this guy down in the South. So, you know, it's funny. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about folks down in Louisiana that they really have big hearts and willing or, and open to sharing. I was in Lafayette and heard some great things about the people down there. So they're outstanding. Yeah. yeah so we're farm to table now with three different farms in South Central Louisiana. They're great people. It's not like, you know, most restaurants that need product, they call. You know, Benny Keith's our prime vendor. They're great to us. But you know, others like Cisco or U.S. Foods, you call them up and get a case of fries or chicken or whatever you want tomorrow. Or you can right. go pick it up right now. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with crawfish. It doesn't work that way. Crawfish, you have a short window. You get about 48 hours, sometimes 72 out of the water that you have to use it. Or once it dies, it's gone. So you have to have a quality farmer who knows what they're going to do, who's, who's up front and when it was caught, who can get it here or we can pick it up from them. And so we've really... You know, in our mission statement, we talk about working with local suppliers. Yeah, local may be 10 hours away for crawfish, but yeah. that's as local as it gets. And it, it takes a lot to build those relationships. So crawfish season is from, what is it, months without ours? It's May through? No, it's, it starts with January. January. Yeah, okay. so it starts mid-January. How they it get works. bigger as the season goes. You nailed it. 
Okay. So all those farms use basically imported labor because they have to have it. Just once it starts, it starts. Mother Nature controls it because the colder the water, the harder it is for shellfish to basically get tough enough to survive outside the water. If that makes sense. So when the water warms up just a little bit, Mother Nature helps them out. Mid January, they get that labor in. They then they start getting stuff out of the fields. So by mid February, we really start to see a lot. As long as it's not brutally cold down there. Mm-hmm. And then we go all the way till mid-June or July, just depending on if it gets hot super fast or not. Or So do you increase your offerings of crawfish? Crawfish, yeah. thank you. Or do you increase those offerings during that season or is what do you do differently? So we only sell crawfish during crawfish season. So you may go to a grocery store or a Chinese buffet and you may see crawfish all year round. That's a frozen product. That's not like what we're talking about, real deal, Louisiana crawfish. So during that time, once it begins becomes sustainable where the, the shell is hard enough to it to last 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Then we bull seven days a week, every shift that we're open. One of the few places that does it kind of north of central Arkansas or in central Arkansas really at all. And then we do, we sell it all by the pounds. So we start, the price is going to start higher because the, the supply is lower. And then we work down to a more, you know, a volume price where you can come get an ice chest full of cooked crawfish and right. have a big party. Well, that's going to be interesting because I know that up here, I've been invited to several crawfish boils, yeah. so this will be your first true season here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, can't it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what that's like. So you know, in crawfish, what you just said is invited to the backyard party, right? You know, and that's what it is. It, it's it's a social event as much as it is. I'm coming over. It's not like I'm coming over steaks, you know. Yeah, and yeah, you may go because they have crawfish, but it's a fun atmosphere. And that's what's made it grow so much in popularity is because people love to get together and have a good time. Right. And they base it around this crawfish. So yeah, we sell live crawfish as well. Around Valentine's Day, we'll start these bullion buckets. We mix in, and, and you're from the Northeast, so you get these steamer pots is right. kind of what you probably know them as. But we mix in snow crab or bullion gulf shrimp, of course, the corn potatoes. But we also last year, like offerings of lobster claw, mm-hmm. mussels, and Jonah crab. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can mix and match, build your own what we call bullion bucket. Get them regular, spicy, however, however, what amount of heat you want, and it's man, they're good. Okay, I'm my mouth water because I haven't had I one know, in yeah, five months. You exactly, know, it's been, been June exactly. since I've had one. You're making me hungry now because, especially coming from the Northeast, that's been my life's biggest challenge living here is just the the lack of access to a lot of good seafood. Yeah, and that's just it's a real issue. So when Whole Foods came in, that was great because yeah. when we started to get stuff, of course, Whole Foods is expensive, but I mean, nonetheless, we now have access to that. But before that, you know. When I lived in Boston, I took for granted I could go anywhere, and everything I was getting was caught like within the last two or three days, yeah, if not sooner. So go back to that idea or that a decision we made when we we're tasting catfish when we didn't even know how to cook it, and that day when we said we want to base it around a fresh product, we really made a decision mentally to say we want to, we want to we want to have a quality product in whatever we do, and so right. we that's followed us along the way. So you know you only can buy shrimp and crab. You know there's they only shrimp for. They only fish like a three or four weeks out of the year, and, right. it's, and it's heavily sanctioned on how much can be caught, what the size has to be, what part of the ocean or sea you can go in and do it, right? Yeah. So we source those products and buy them in a kind of a 11-month window for, for the next 11 months. Sure. So we, we get, and we, I say all that because it's hard. It's not like all gold shrimp is good <laughs> or all crabless. No crab is good. Right. There's a lot of issues out there, and crabs, snow crabs, it's twice as high as it's ever been. I won't go too deep in all that, but- it really takes a lot of effort to be able to source good seafood 12 months out of the year. Yeah. Now, do you have a, a buyer that does all the buying for you or how does that work? So on our team, we have a person who does all our purchasing. Okay. Um, okay. Jessica does a great job, works another buyer who basically is looking at the product, sending us pictures of specs. And then, you know, everybody knows how the markets work. They, you know, when there's, before they 
start fishing, the price can be sky high. Then right. it's going to go down a little bit, and then it may go back up. And what their fish report is, and then you're just trying to hit the bottom. But at the same time, you're trying to buy a quality product right. that's going to last. That you when you get two or three months in, that you're, you're not getting complaints that you know there's no meat in this crab exactly. or the shell. These the shells in this uh, shrimp are too thin. I can't peel them. Right, which are which happen every day. Exactly. So you gotta exactly. you gotta have quality. Yeah. Well, so tell me a little bit about the truck still exists, right? Absolutely. It's still out there. It multiplied. It multiplied. So how many trucks do you have now? We have two and we use those for catering events. Okay. All right. I got you. So it's not normally open every day like it was before, but you still have the original truck. Correct. We still have the original and we have, we added another and we we cater all over the state of Arkansas out of those trucks. And since then we opened from three years into the food truck, three and a half years in, we opened our first little 60-seat restaurant in Benton. It's in a horrible location. It's Walmart location number, I think number five or six. And it's down a hill in this big shopping center, L-shaped, and we're in the back corner. And the store face itself is actually recessed back in off the awning front. So the worst location you can get. And then no, it had been leased in five or six years, but I thought it was a good idea to go pick this location. And it was. Right. But, it, but you think about the, the most plain Jane restaurant you walked in, nothing on the walls, concrete floors, and ordering kind of, that's what we were. And, yeah. But we were so freaking proud of that place. Because we had worked so hard at that point to to get to there. Now that place is still the same location. I, I almost won't get rid of it because I'm prideful on that. But it's 150 seats now. But we went from there, went to Conway. We took a little break there. Me and my wife got married and had a child and had to figure out how to be a dad and a, exactly. and a husband, which is tough in this business. Because life happens. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't want the restaurant business to be be the death of me or my family. So yeah. we, we took some time. Then we opened up Little Rock and then North Little Rock in 2008 and Fayetteville in 2009. Wow. 2019. 19. Sorry. Yeah. yeah 2019. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was about to say, wait, did I miss 10 years? Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. So what was the, at some point, I guess you had said, you know, that the next place I go would be up to Northwest Arkansas. Was that it? Or what was the decision that brought you guys up here ultimately? I'm a pretty honest guy. So I'm going to tell you how it happened. We were sitting in a meeting. One of my buddies said, oh, you know what happened? Jordan, Jordan I think before we got started, was Wright's Barbecue. And I'd heard, seen some stuff on my Twitter. I said, man, I want to go try that barbecue. So oh, I texted a buddy of mine. I said, hey, yeah. do you know this place? You want to go eat with me sometime? <laughs> I only had a couple of friends that lived up here. I said, yeah, but I, I have a real estate buddy who knows him. And we'll, we'll just all go to lunch one day. So I go meet with a real estate guy just to just make a connection before we go eat lunch. And he says, you know, when do you think you'll be in, our, in Northwest? And so this was in March, late March of this year. I said, probably about two or three years. And so fast forward two months later, we had two LOIs on two different locations mm. and we were like, all right, let's do this. Because it felt it. so good once yeah. we got here and looked yeah. around and we couldn't resist it. So are you satisfied with your decision? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We couldn't be more satisfied. Yeah. Well, I mean, the nice part about it here, as I know you have in central Arkansas, there's a nice supply of really good, you know, smart young people, as we were talking about, and yeah. that are moldable and trainable. And, you know, when you have a, a system like yours, you know, you have something that's not going, it's not a fly-by-night operation. Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah. So we've really spent the last couple of years building out a corporate structure that allows us to define every process that we do internally. And I won't go too deep into that, but what you said is a hiring pool. And that's another misconception that we hear in Central all the time is, man, don't go to Northwest because you can't find anybody to work. <laughs> and, and they'll leave to go right down the street and Chick-fil-A right. and Springdale's paying 14 bucks an hour because they can't find employment. These are all things you hear, right? Right. And, because, and it, again, we're two and a half hours away. It's not that far, but you just get these outlandish things. I would tell you, the labor pool, the market up here has been so good. There's so many talented people who want to work and have good work ethic. It's been really impressive right there. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So 
part of your mission statement is exceeding expectations. What kind of, how did that come about? What do you mean? I know a lot of it is born out of the impact that your grandmother had on you. We'll call her Mama because that's what you called her. And, and then just all the stuff that you've picked up over time. And, but I mean, what does that exceeding expectations mean for you? Well, my passion for cooking has turned into a passion of development and development of our team around us. But looking back on what, when you start kind of doing some self-reflecting later on after you've had a couple you know, successful stores, I traced it back. My grandparents were actually pretty much all, everybody in my family has been an entrepreneur. They had a diesel shop. My great-grandfather founded in like the 60s. And everybody, all his sons worked there and mm-hmm. a lot of the, below that generation. And what I've kind of fast forward, they, the diesel shop closed in the late 80s. And then in the mid-90s, 2000s, all the people that worked in the dealership family-wise started to pass away. But one thing I noticed is every time they passed away, these people who'd worked for them for 20, 25 years would still come to the funeral 10 or 15 years later right. after they hadn't worked for them. You know, like, it's been closed. Yeah. I was like, why? I don't, yeah, I, what's going on out. here? Yeah. And then I started to think about the other relationships my grandparents had in the community or in church and all this. Really what they instilled is more than these recipes that we've used is the is taking care of the people around you. It, it doesn't matter who they are, how close you are with them. It doesn't matter if it's a complete stranger or somebody at church or somebody that works for you. You treat them like family. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if they're a woman, they're a man, they're black, they're white. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's just you take care of everybody the exact same way and treat <laughs> them like family. So we train our staff that. We, you know, when, we, when you walk in our door, we want it to feel like you're walking into my home. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then something's wrong because you're not going to be comfortable in that environment if it's not. And so we want you to feel like you're walking into our house and then you're coming over for dinner and just, you're going to stay a couple hours because you want to do that. So we've got to figure out a way in every environment that we have one, to create that ambiance, but two, to train our staff that way. So this passion really has turned into developing leaders. You know, we talk about the mission statement. It says, you know, developing the future leaders of our community. Right. right. So it, that involves community involvement and stuff that we do. We can talk about later if you want, but it really boils down to taking people who maybe have never had a job before, or maybe they have, and they just had a good or bad experience, and then teaching them what it means to be a leader, what it means to be a positive person, what it means to be instinctive and react on your own and be empowered to, you know, do what you're trained to do based on the knowledge you've been given. And it's exciting. It's, yeah. That's our passion. I, a lot of times I introduce ourselves now as a leadership company or development company and not a restaurant group because we spend so much more time developing folks and working on that than we do developing recipes or sourcing catfish. Well, I think that's huge because, you know, there is a shortage of young people being developed as leaders, right? I mean, people are looking a lot of times at young people as just, hey, just take care of what we need you to take care of and, and you know, be seen but not heard. And, and you're taking it from a, t- a totally different perspective. As, absolutely. We have currently have probably about 22 managers in our organization, which is why we were able to come to Fayetteville. It's because we had so much talent and people who want to. We Did moved, anybody move up here? From? We have 11. 11. Wow. 11. Okay. That 11, says a lot. 11 people raised their hand and said, I want to go do this. Yeah. I want the opportunity. And so when you hire people who want opportunity, want, want to improve and can see themselves doing more and you, and you, I say sell them, but basically you're, you're, you're selling them on the idea of what they can become because they haven't reached that yet. And, we, and so you got to figure out why that is and how you can help them get there and, you know, based on their strengths and make sure they're working on the weakness along the way. And it's fun. Of these 22 managers, all of them are promoted within. Wow. One, I think we have two prior years of management experience on our staff. We don't do very well hiring from outside of management because it takes a lot to understand who we are as a company and our culture. Yeah. And you've systematized it. So people, it, it's, it's, it's almost better to work from within, especially when you can promote from within. So yeah. 
So what have you been able to do down in the community in central Arkansas that you hope to replicate up here in northwest Arkansas? Well, we've got a couple of things. We love to go into areas where they need some. Well, I love to speak. And so and it's really easy to tell our story and talk about with passion how we can help young people, especially develop themselves. Right. And so we worked with a, uh, the group down there that was Southwest Little Rock, very underprivileged kids. Most of them didn't have two parents in the household. And that was our first really connection. We, we've, we've probably hired eight or 10 out of it. They've all been with us. I think the average employment, these are, we hired them at 15 or 16 years. Average employment is over two years. Yeah. And so it's, they're very loyal because they've never had a strong relationship before and they don't have a lot of self-confidence. And so that was a really turning point for us to be able to say, hey, I think we have a connection here. So here locally, you know, that hiring pool down there is not as good. And we know that, mm-hmm. especially in the, in the metro markets, for whatever reason it is. So we've been trying to, I'm on the Central Arkansas Board for Junior Achievement. I don't sure. know if you know how much you've joined yep. Junior Achievement. Yep. And so a lot of that, they, I, went, I joined them because they, they were wanting entrepreneurs to come in and be able to talk and get stories. And through those, those, those talks and be able to get in the classroom to tell them how not, it doesn't matter if you're coming to work for us. This is how you can go about getting a job. This is what you should look like in an interview. This is how you should talk in an interview. This is what an employer is actually looking for when they interview you. Yeah. And then, you know, along the way, you're going to meet a lot of good <clears throat> young people who are trying to find a good environment for them. There's a lot of employers out there who are not going to treat 16 and 17 year olds the way they could right. and develop them because yeah. it's just about, hey, I need someone to run the cash register. And we don't look at it that way ever. So that's exciting. But even, you know, Flander Smith, uh, another, you know, not in the best part of town, mm-hmm. but students from all, all over. We, we spoke to their honor student program um, two weeks ago. Um, it just, it's kind of the same topic, but about entrepreneurship and what it means to be a good part of the community and develop you know, those future leaders. So yeah. that's kind of what we're doing right now to kind of partner with that. We've worked with other organizations like Easter Seals. I'm on that board as well. And trying to give our people an opportunity to you know see the the other side and why okay. why 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 it's why it's good to have gratitude gratitude towards others absolutely and they have uh, junior achievement programs up here yeah. and, and they are really uh, some of them are connected to my the Rotary Group that I'm a part of which is the Downtown Fayetteville Rotary Group but I'm always amazed I, I think that's great because the junior achievement is it gives it gives everyone that wants to be a part of this and help young people a chance to improve your speaking to kind of share your story and to encourage every young person needs some encouragement to be the best version of themselves. And a lot of times they may not be getting it at home. And so, I mean, just what you're doing, I certainly applaud you for that. And we need more people like you, really what I call sewing into the next generation because they, they need it. Yeah. I mean, they definitely do. I mean, we, I know we, you know, with social media and everything, we look down on, on the, the Gen Z kids and even this, the next generation is being called Generation Alpha, which is going to be, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're the ones that are truly going to take over the world, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens, but that, you know, I think you're making a difference and just even coming into a classroom, you don't know who you're going to touch and they may show up at your doorstep at one of your locations in a year or two and say, Hey, I, you know, you spoke to me and I need a job and I, I you know, I want to be able to give back and, and do what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hope right there is that we can, we can, maybe we have a couple words that sticks in their mind that helps them get through, you know, that class or that semester or whatever it is and, and better themselves. And, you know, if it comes, if it circles back to us, that's great. If it doesn't, we're, 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 we're being the right example in the community that we believe that can help create the, you know, the whole ecosystem that we want around us. And, and if anybody's listening to the podcast that has, you know, we're looking for it now is opportunities in Northwest can kind of do the same thing. So if there's any opportunities up here that anybody has, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to help, you know, speak to some organizations up here and see how we can help as well. Oh yeah, well, I'm definitely I'm 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 fairly well connected. There 
what you're going to find about this area, as I'm sure it's the same in Central, but there is a there is a huge giving movement up here. And there's so many philanthropic organizations. I'm actually going to an event tonight with Single Parent Scholarship Fund awesome. of Northwest Arkansas, and that's a great program. Yeah. But um, And I'll have to actually introduce you to Tyler Clark. Big shout out to Tyler. But he's been on this podcast. He introduced me to a lot of people, but they they are doing some great things with single parents and and those that are are trying to get a leg up with their educations and 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 get out of the the vicious cycle that some families find themselves in and never able to kind of get a leg up. And so certainly I'll make sure I make some introductions for you, but I also put in the show notes some information on how people can contact you so they can reach out and say, hey. Travis, I heard you on the podcast. We'd love to have you come and talk to our kids or, you know, we'd love to have you share your story and and kind of see where it goes from there. So, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate no, that. no, absolutely. So I'll take a step back. So we talk about these, these leadership and we talk about how we determined where we came from and successes. And so, and during that kind of look back, we, we tracked it back. And of course we have core principles as a company, but we tracked it back to two, what we call daily principles that we were to kind of throw at these, these young people and say, I got two things. You do these two things and you can you can do better. And that's a positive attitude and then the willingness to improve on a daily basis. And so we tell them, and I, I try to still meet with most all new hires that they don't get to meet with me. They get to watch me on a video, which is I'm sure boring, but but we 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 those are hanging on every wall and every restaurant. And it's again this positive attitude because we know we can accomplish so much more when we start with a positive outlook. Yeah. And then the willingness to get proved, improve on a daily basis. We tell them hey, you you're not gonna come in here an all-star. And it doesn't, you can't build a bridge in a day. Don't try to do everything at one time. Just come in here and learn from what you did yesterday, right or wrong, and build upon it every day and keep a positive attitude. And you can do anything you want in this company. Absolutely. So this store up here that we just opened, I'm not sure if you, so you didn't, you came to the grand opening, but you didn't hear the little speech that we gave beforehand. No, I came after that. Yeah. yeah. So the, the lead manager at this store actually started in our food truck. Okay. Okay. Uh, at age probably 17. Okay. And uh, he, he'd taken some hiatus, has gone to college, why not? There's a lady on our corporate team, a director of training, Addie Kolubka. She started as a 16-year-old wow. in the event store as well. And so she went to Arkansas State, international business degree, recruited her back. She'd done some internships with us during the summer. But you got two people leading this brand new restaurant that were heavily invested. Our number one project and led by you know two individuals in their young 20s that have been with the company. They started with the company six or seven years ago, which is, you know, it's, it's just really cool to think about what we kind of visualized years ago has actually come to fruition. And we have these individuals that we've really put a lot of time in developing them as people inside, outside of work, and then as leaders, as managers, as numbers, finances, whatever it is. And they're sitting here leading your biggest investment. Yeah. And that's it's a really cool feeling to come back and it, or surreal to look at it and come up here and walk in the door and, and realize that this is actually happening. It's got to be kind of humbling, you know? I mean, it, just to see that, right? Because yeah. it's like, it's it started with a dream. It started with this idea, a simple food truck and, you know, with a guy from a guy that didn't know how to cook catfish and had never cooked catfish rather, I should say. And, and, uh, and now look at where you are. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anything is possible. So before we close, I'd love to know what what what's next for you. I mean, where where did where does where does Travis Hester go after this? So you know, I don't know what that holds yet, but I can tell you what we think on the front horizon. We we know that we want to have a few more stores up in the Northwest. Sure, uh, we love we have some markets that we love that we want to be a part of, and some communities we want to be a part of that we just think really highly of the chambers that are doing a great job and that in the community. And that's one thing we look at is how involved and active and positive is the chamber in creating more economic impact. Sure. We want to continue in central. We may add another concept. And we've built out a really good corporate 
structure that allows us to be efficient in what we do. And we want to put, we want to plug more things into it and just continue to grow leaders. We kind of grow as fast as our, our internal team does. And we're excited about that more than anything. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to be on the sidelines watching and rooting for you guys. And I mean, Travis, I can't, Thank you enough for for uh, agreeing to come on this podcast. And I'm sure you were like the day I reached out to you, which was the day you, you had the grand opening. I was like, man, I want to have you on the podcast because this is what Northwest Arkansas is all about. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with our audience. I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't mention this to you before, but what's what's the last book that you've read that really impacted you? Oh, man. Well, I got to tell you, I don't read very well. I don't read books. I listen to a lot of podcasts oh, and well, articles, but Besides my uh, podcast, which was yeah, no, 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 you know, we we do a lot of motivational stuff. So stuff from John Gordon or Simon Sedek, we like those two guys a lot. They provide a lot of useful quotes and short short videos for a staff to learn from. Oh, he's digging this up. There we go. Get the brand new book, the um, Infinite Simon. Game. Yeah. You got to read this when you get a chance. This yeah. is a good book. It was in a, so. it was in a uh, we got a, a group down there, a peer group I meet with, and that was our book of the month last month. I didn't read it, but I summary they got the summary and yeah. and and got the got the gist of it. But it's yeah, that, that, we love we love thing we love looking at individuals who are able to break it down to a very simple. Like just, just do these two things, like our daily principles, just, just follow these few things and your habits are going to change in a, in a great manner to, to allow you to do more. And, yeah. you know, I was one of those kids who I did not live up to my potential in high school because I, because I just was just stupid, right? Mm-hmm. I just did stupid things, but as, I had good, as men- most of us were, yeah, as I, a lot but, of us were, not all I, of us. But I, I had good mentors around me that kept me going the right way. Yeah. But yeah. so I think it's when, you, especially for young people, if you can break it down to a few things like Simon does or like John Cord does, I think it's. It's really used for them. They can apply it and they're not trying to, you're not trying to rewrite everything for them. Absolutely. No, I, I love that. And Simon, I mean, a lot of what Simon talks about with leadership, you are actually putting into practice. And because, you know, he wrote Leaders Eat Last and Start With Why, which I it was, which was really foundational for me, but it, it just helped me to really crystallize what I wanted to give back to the world. And his viewpoint of that and the way that businesses should run and leaders should lead it just seems like you are falling in lockstep with that. So, Thank you. man, I, I, I certainly congratulate you with that. So what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to connect with you, whether on a philanthropic level, whether they want to just connect with you because they're interested in the concept and they want to learn more about the business yeah. or whether they just want to connect with you in general? So, you know, com is our website. If you mm-hmm. want to eat and look at the menu, want to learn more about us or read your story. My personal email address is Travis at eatmycatfish.com. So simple. So Travis at eatmycatfish.com. Anybody reach out to me. I love to connect. We love the network and see how we can partner with others in the community. It's not about making money. It's just about helping each other and grow. And you know, that's my passion is is to is connecting with people either industry wide or leadership wise in the community and, and really figuring out what we can do to partner with others to, you know, help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. I, I, and I will put all of that in the show notes so that people know exactly what they're looking for. We're going to throw your logo up there and we're going to do a good job and, and, and represent you. So, so mama Thank could you. be proud of all Thank that you. you've accomplished and that you continue to accomplish. But folks, I got to tell you, I've been to this restaurant. The catfish is the real deal. You got to get some of that mama sauce and get it on the side, get the coleslaw. If you like coleslaw, it's really good. They know what they're doing. I even had the fried okra, which I actually really like. Good. I thought that was excellent. So, but we'll be back to get some more, and I'll I'll uh, I'll certainly report back and let you know about some of the other items on the menu. But definitely check out Eat My Catfish, brand new location here in Northwest Arkansas. Let us know what you think about it, and 
I had to twist Travis's arm, but I just said to him, you know, my man Jordan agreed to give the listeners of the podcast a free drink if they ever came to Wright's Barbecue. And so I said, asked the same thing to Travis and Travis said he would do what? Well, I, I don't know why Jordan was being so cheap. He got a free Coke. <laughs> I'm going to warm up Jordan. Let's do it. We have, we have what we call the Willie's Fried Green Tomatoes. They're chunks of green tomatoes. We bread them in real lightly in cornmeal and a little bit of red pepper. So when they come out, their chunks are going to be, like I said, lightly fried. So they're going to be like a, a sweet, spicy. Got some buttermilk ranch on the side. They are a very non-traditional fried green tomato. Not okay. the slices. Right. They were so freaking good. Yeah. They're my favorite appetizer. So if you come in and mention our, the podcast, we'll use the keyword podcast, then uh, you can get a free one of those. All right. There you go. That You've heard it first right here. Travis, who owns Eat My Catfish, so he's authorized to do this, is going to give up some of Willie's fried green tomatoes. You got to mention the podcast. Say that you heard him, uh, heard Travis on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast and his team, which we already know he has some great people working for him, will take great care of you. Check them out. Let us know what you think. And, and certainly you can comment on your experience at Eat My Catfish and our show notes there at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. Well, that's all we have, folks. So Travis, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I appreciate you on one of your many trips up here to Northwest Arkansas. And we're going to work on you. We might get you up here as a permanent resident. So you, you can wait, still drive down to Central. Now. I need you to have dinner with my wife. Okay. She, she's the one. We can work it out. Okay. We can work it out. That'll be fine. So, but man, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for yeah, coming thank on you the all. show. Yeah, oh. I appreciate everybody in Northwest. appreciate you having us on the show. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Travis Hester from Eat My Catfish and uh, eatmycatfish.com. Check them out. It's a really great brand new concept restaurant based here in Northwest Arkansas in Fayetteville, right over by the uh, Malco Movie Theater. You can't miss it, but uh, certainly would encourage you to um, try their food. Let us know what you think. And that's it. That's all that we have for this week uh, on this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. As always, remember, we love getting feedback from our listeners. I love hearing from you guys. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, please take time to write a review. Let us know what you think. I'm starting to see more reviews come up, being added to them on a regular basis. So we'd like to get your feedback. If there's something you don't like, let us know. We'll certainly try to fix it. If there are things you like, let us know that as well. It all helps as, as we, we continue to grow this podcast and we can tr continue to try to impact Northwest Arkansas one episode at a time. But that's all I have for today. Remember, our episodes come out every Monday at 12 noon. So I will definitely see you next week and um, make it a great day. Remember what I always say, get 1% better every day. If you do that, you'll be surprised at what you'll accomplish in, in the space of a short period of time. That's all. I'll see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.